Mills. Not that time. Leonard on the follow. Kawhi Leonard throws it down. Mills for three. That's off the rim. Though. Good follow slam. Kawhi Leonard. Wow, he came out of nowhere and hammered it home. For three. Left it short. Oh, up top. Raised the roof. Kawhi Leonard two-hand tip jam. Hey everybody, welcome back to Moose's Mulligans with me, your host, Alex Dryzak. Awesome! This is your favorite sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. Excited to bring you this special edition episode, celebrating 300 likes on Facebook. That's because of you guys, so great job to you out there. Way to keep spreading the word. And the show, just it's been, it's been an incredible journey so far, and I'm looking forward to even more. As we continue going with the show. And because you guys did such a great job with Moose's Mulligans, you know, uh, I'm, you know, you go to moosesmulligans.weebly.com, you go to facebook.com slash moosesmulligans, give it a like. You guys have done such a good job of spreading it that I thought this show should be run by you guys. So, uh, I do have some voicemails. I know uh, Ben Huff called in about the NBA situation and left me uh, his take on it, and we're going to get to that. But first, I wanted to take a call from, from you guys. So this segment where we're going to uh, look at the call that we got, that we're going to pick the call of the week to talk about on the show, uh, brought to you by Nefx. Check out their music at YouTube.com and search them on Spotify. Lead singer Brandon Horth. Great guy. Check out Nefx on Spotify and YouTube. So let's get to the first call. And um, it's a, obviously a topic, talking point a lot of you have had and a lot of you have sent in. And uh, this is one we're going to talk about. Let's go to Rich. Moose, this is Rich Twist checking in on your podcast. And I want to bring up the topic of LeBron James joining the Lakers. LeBron James? Uh, my personal my personal preference on the whole situation, I believe the man got what he deserved. The man sought out a bigger paycheck and uh, a better franchise to represent. But, um, I mean, people have their biases. As a Lakers fan, I never really did like LeBron, but I will respect the fact that the franchise as a whole did make the executive decision to want to build a championship team and they're making the right moves to do so. So in that sense, you know, I do respect the Lakers even more for that. Um, but we will see what happens come this season. There's still a few adjustments that the, the team wants to make. And uh, I just want to hear what, what people's thoughts are on this conversation because it is the hot topic. LeBron James. See, this is, this is the way Laker fans need to look at LeBron coming to L.A. He admits, Rich admits straight up that he was not a really big LeBron fan, but he's excited that he's coming to Los Angeles. I mean, he's the best player in the sport right now. You should be excited he's coming to your team. That's a great job. And I'm not saying they're championship ready now. 
Yeah, I mean, they signed LeBron to a four-year deal. We got to be a little patient with this. The the thing with LeBron going to LA is, you can see how you could see it in a basketball perspective. You're playing with Magic Johnson. They are bringing in some veteran key pieces to help. I'm not sure if the Raptors are done yet with Kawhi. We'll see. Uh, I'll talk about that later with Ben Huff's segment. But looking at LeBron directly, I, I think Laker fans have done an amazing job of embracing him so far. Uh, you, you hear that they have very high expectations for him. That's my biggest concern. This team is very good. I mean, I think they I think they could beat the Rockets. Uh, people don't realize how much losing Trevor Ariza is going to hurt the Rockets, especially on defense. And the Lakers adding the best player in the world when only five people are on the court at a time and LeBron plays 95% of the game, that's obviously going to make you a better team. I mean, they're, the over-under on Vegas is 52.5 wins, and I think that's spot on. I, I think 53 wins is a doable goal for the Lakers. That gets you a top four seed in the West, gets you home field in the first round of the playoffs, and uh, home court. I'm talking the wrong sport. But Laker fans are finally excited. They have put up with five years of dog crap. You know what word I want to say there. They have just put up with just bad basketball for five straight years now. It's It's been five years for you Laker fans. I, I know you felt every day, but without even at the end of Kobe, there was those moments where the team just wasn't there. There wasn't enough. And finally, you have a building piece. L.A. finally gets a big name again. They get the best player in basketball. Why would they be upset? So I totally, totally agree with you, Rich. Uh, I'm excited to see what LeBron can do in L.A. I don't think he's going to win right away title hunt. Maybe next year if Kawhi comes as a free agent and they figure out what they're going to do with the whole Lonzo LeVar ball situation. There's a lot of question marks still to fill up, but I totally agree with you. I mean, if I'm a Lakers fan, I don't see any reason why not to be excited. And I don't see why any L.A. sports fan shouldn't be excited because feeding into the next topic, Manny Machado moved to the Dodgers. And I hate when people immediately assume that a team got ripped off. Let me, let me let me say it this way. Oh, boy. There were people assuming that the Dodgers giving up Yisniel Diaz and four other prospects for a rental and Machado just kind of hoping they'll convince them to stay and play third base when Corey Seager comes back. Look, the Dodgers are trying to win now, and I don't blame them. Clayton Kershaw's back. You don't know how much longer that's going to last. He's thrown a lot of innings. We've seen that catch up with Bumgarner. We've seen that catch up with Verlander, but Verlander's really, really shown that he has balanced back from that. But Verlander's not even human, so let's move on. Kershaw is showing that he is human. His his health is showing that he is getting older, and we have to learn to accept that, and the Dodgers are accepting that. They're like, hey, we got Kenley Jansen. We've got some really, really good young talent to go with these veterans like, you know, like Clayton Kershaw. He's a veteran now. Rich Hill, you know, we've got younger guys to go with them now. We need one more guy since Corey Seager's out, and I think they got the right guy. They did give up a lot for him, but I never go off these prospect power rankings. If you look, and I think it was 2012 I was reading the article, the only Dodger that's a Dodger right now in the major leagues, they have the top 30 prospects. The only prospect that actually is in the major leagues still is Jock Peterson, and we'll all agree it's not by a lot. And, you know, look... The Mets are the perfect situation right now. The, the Mets 
their prospects were supposed to be out of this world. Noah Syndergaard, Jacob DeGrom was not one of them. That's where you get caught. You immediately want to say Jacob DeGrom because he's the superstar of the pitching staff right now. It was Syndergaard, it was Wheeler, it was Harvey, and it was Mats. DeGrom was not even on the top prospect list. He wasn't even on it. It, it make, I mean, the prospect list, unless you're a Glaber Torres... You, I mean, if you're a Bryce Harper, if you're a Mike Trout, you know, it's, they're, they're, it's going to be kind of ridiculous to really try to pan out who's going to make it and who's not. Speaking of Glaber Torres, he's the reason that all these trades are being held up because nobody wants to do what the Cubs did. Give up Glaber Torres for a rental, and then that rental goes right back to the same team. But I'm getting off topic a little bit. The point I'm making is, is we don't know anything about these prospects yet. We don't know anything about them. The Orioles are taking a chance here. And, I, you know, I'm okay with them taking a chance because they know Machado's not coming back. They're 40 games under 500 at this point. Why not? Why not take the young guys? Why not take a chance? You guys also sent in a lot, a lot of good questions uh, for our last topic. We're going to do our final call. Final call brought to you by SomewhatAceBand.com. You can still catch their new album at SomewhatAceBand.com. Go to Spotify. Go to YouTube. Listen to their cover songs. Uh, Ethan Kriegel, Jeremy Kriegel, we're both on this show. Great guys. You can go a few episodes back. Make sure to check out SomewhatAceBand.com. So, final call. My final call, and I'm going to bring in Ben Huff's opinion on this. Because the final call is about you guys asking about the Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan, who I think won the deal and who I think didn't. And you know, I always, you guys you guys always give me a hard time on these, especially in baseball with the prospects, like I just said. But I want to hear, let's let's hear Ben's opinion first. Well, the trade, I kind of think it's a win-win. Uh, the Spurs get rid of Kawhi. Sadly, Danny Green goes as well. Um, and then they get DeRozan, Postal, and the first-round pick. I would have liked them to see you get an additional second-round pick. But other than that, the Spurs pretty much got, the, got what they needed out of the trade to get rid of Kawhi without any real big fuss. The only thing is, not a lot of people want to live in Toronto. Just face it that way. Um, I, I've heard that he's already planning his exit, trying to talk to other players to see where he can go and who he can play with. Um, so we'll see if the Raptors can bring in and try to repeat what Paul George did and try to keep him. So with, so with Ben, I'm, I'm totally gonna I'm totally gonna agree with him there on that. Uh, I'm not gonna get too nitpicky on the details of this trade because uh, in my opinion, when I first heard the trade, I looked at it and I was like, really? DeMar DeRozan has three more years of contract control. Good for the San Antonio Spurs. And they're getting drafted. I, I, I don't know how the Spurs always do this. Like I feel like Tim Duncan's going to come out of retirement and just start kicking butt quietly again. He won't be putting up stats, but he'll be running the whole freaking offense, defense. And <laughs> I just feel like he might even he might be Pop's new coach. I know Tim Duncan's a quiet guy, and he probably wouldn't do it. But the, the Spurs just always amaze me. Just when I want to write them out, Ginobili's too old, Tony Parker's too old, Tim Duncan's too old, they go and win a championship. And just when it seems like everything's falling apart, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge had to get a talk to from Popovich. 
Leonard played nine games last year when I said he was going to be the MVP. I know, I know. And Tony Parker goes to Charlotte now, and I'm like, well, the house of cards are finally falling on San Antonio. The window's closed. And then they go out and build for the future. I know DeRozan's not happy to leave Toronto, but Popovich is the perfect guy to tell DeRozan, this is where you prove that they made a mistake. DeRozan's a great fit with LaMarcus Aldridge, in my opinion. They got a lot of good young talent with Deontay Murray. They, they have a future now. They have three more years to sell their fans on now. And they're getting draft picks. And they don't have to worry about Kawhi in the offseason. So hats off to the Spurs. I'm not going to rip them so much. I know, I know DeRozan isn't a top 10 player, but he's a top 20. And I'll take that in this situation. Everyone says there had to have been a better offer out there for Kawhi. Who gives a damn anymore? Let someone else deal with Kawhi. I'm over it. DeMar DeRozan will go head through the wall for you, as we've seen before, for the Raptors. And you know he wants to be in the playoffs. That guy does not like losing. He has a lot of pride. So now I go to the other side, the Raptors. And I'm, I'm a little puzzled. I mean, are they trying to do a Paul George where they get him to stay, like what Ben said, and they bring in another player to go around him with Kyle Lowry? Or I I might think they're not done. I mean, either they trade him before the deadline, they trade him before the season even starts. For all I know, they have another prospect they want from the Lakers or the Clippers. Uh, excuse me, the other way around. The Lakers or the Clippers want a prospect from the Raptors that the Spurs didn't have. We see it in baseball all the time. A guy gets traded from one team to another just because the other team has a prospect they like and the two come in another package deal. It's a three-team trade, four-team trade, kind of an unofficial way of doing it, though. But if they keep Kawhi, I mean, uh, you get a top-five player if he's healthy. He wasn't motivated with Popovich and the Spurs, obviously. How are you going to get him motivated in Toronto, who just fired their head coach? To me... Toronto looks like a mess. I know a lot of people saying they won the deal because they got Kawhi Leonard. I need to see him healthy for more than 10 games. You just fired your head coach that got you the first seed in the East. And now you have an old... When Kawhi leaves you next year, what are you going to have? I mean, you do have you have cap space. You're going to have cap space because DeRozan's going to be off the books. But I would never call DeRozan a salary dump, especially when he actually liked playing in Toronto. He liked it there. You, you don't get that too much, where guys really like playing in your area, unless you're New York, Los Angeles, or, you know, Dallas Cowboys seem to get that a lot. Or Boston. Boston has, I'll give it to Boston. They have a lot of reliable fans. Philly. Some people really like Philly. Some people really hate it. But when you're in, like, Toronto, Oklahoma City, Utah, you have a guy that likes being there, like, that's something that you... You're not going to find that much for your team. So good luck finding a free agent to replace DeMar DeRozan. If next year Toronto totally builds like a rebuild, like they blow it up, like Kyle Lowry goes, Valanchunas goes at the deadline. Uh, they give them to teams in the West who are trying to make that last push, that last push like the Nuggets or the Jazz or the Lakers or the Clippers, If you know, with Kawhi still. Kawhi could still go. Then I'm okay with it. Then that meant that they had a plan like, hey, if Kawhi's that good, he'll carry us in the East. The East is easy to get through until you reach Boston and Philly. But if they keep Kawhi till the end of the year, and then they're sitting in that mediocre range, 
I called the Detroit Tigers range. The Tigers had 10, 15 years there where they were good, but they never won the World Series. And they never got that final goal. And the Raptors are the perfect, perfect example of it right now. Because if they just let Kawhi Leonard go in free agency, they keep Kyle Lowry, they're just going to be average, ordinary, boring. They're going to be a fourth seed in the East because the East sucks. And then they're going to lose the second round if they're lucky in the playoffs. I mean, boring. This is boring stuff. So I hope they do either rebuild and just blow it up. That's what I've said before on this show. Or they, what they do is if Kawhi's doing well and he likes it over with Kyle Lowry, hell, go add. There'll be teams in the West falling out that'll be selling. And vice versa, there'll be teams in the West that are buying. So uh, it does put the Raptors in a position where they have something to offer, but it, if, it's a lot to bet on. Kawhi's got to be healthy, and you got to be competitive, which I'm not sure they're going to be. Sorry, that was a long final call there. <laughs> yeah, I give you the final, final, final call. Make sure to check out the show at moosesmulligans.weebly.com. Keep liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mrs. Mulligan. We, keep, we can keep doing specials on the show. All right. Uh, special thanks to our sponsors, Netflix and Somewhat Ace Band and Riverside Ballet Arts and Movement for Life, Brava. If you want to advertise on the show, reach out at facebook.com slash Mrs. Mulligans. You can message us on Twitter. Uh, reach out to me on the show on the contact us. Love to have you. Um, love if you're a non-profit definitely reach out to us we love helping out where we can and until next week remember this is your favorite sports podcast for money talks and bs walks i'm your host alex dryzak i'll see you next week well i guess i should be going somebody told me you had a point